All right. Damn, it feel good to be a gangster. I don't know why I said that. Anywho. Just had to get that out. You know when you just get something out? It's in your chest. You don't know why you're saying it. You just said it. That was that moment. Pay me no mind. But uh, other than that, we are back. We are back. Welcome back, y'all. Uh, just some, just uh, another episode. Nice dialogue. Another, another take on the world. Uh, get my stuff right. Situated. Y'all gotta, you gotta pardon me. But uh. Yeah, so again, another episode, like I said, uh, we're here, we live and direct, uh, just, you know, tuning in, work been crazy, you know, another week just going by fast and all that, you know, and you, for those that know February, is just going to zoom past us as usual, but other than that, everything's been pretty okay, um, I don't know if I mentioned it to you guys. So, a few things happen. Your boy uh, got a movie going on. I'm pretty sure y'all know. And I got a play going on in September coming up. They said they're going to use me for April as an understudy, give or take. But they said for a fact, I got the job for September. So, I'm straight on that. Yeah, just been just been busy making moves as usual. Um, I always like, you know, especially you're able to live or like, you know, do your passion that you always wanted to do when you were a kid, you know, it's always good to do that. It's always great to kind of do what you always picture yourself doing when you're younger. That's always a great feeling, you know, and especially it's great when you're doing your passion as you're still a kid. That's also a great feeling. What's great is being rewarded for it, but what's not great is when people try to, how do I say it? Kind of stifle you from, you know, going and pursuing what you want to do with yourself. You got that going on as well. Now, I saw some, I wanted to do it uh, the other week or so, but I saw something that made me think otherwise. Like, okay, y'all got to bear with me. Kind of like, if you're out there listening, just kind of, you got to have to like close your eyes and like picture it. Otherwise, it would kind of make even more sense. So remember the time that uh, around elementary school, we all had like a field day, right? We all had teams. For those around my age, you remember that, uh, when we did field day, you actually got medals. You actually got ribbons. You know, you actually got, you know, some accolades, right? To me, I actually like that, right? Because I like the competitiveness that we were, that was, you know, instilled to us at a young age. You know, it made us think that, you know, nothing was given to us easily, easily, excuse me, and that it was good to, you know, fight for what you want. I like that, you know, and someone that's not over the top competitive, I 
you know, was glad that I got that concept that nothing was given to me. You have to fight for that. You got to work to earn it. And I take that mindset in everything that I do, no matter how hard it is, no matter how frustrating it is when you don't get it the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth time, just the momentum and the endurance factor, the marathon factor, that, you know, that long distance factor that's been instilled to me, you know, a lot growing up. Then I noticed somewhere along the line, that whole, you know, getting accolades and getting trophies just kind of died out. Now, all of a sudden, we have participation medals where you hear phrases like, everybody's a winner. It's okay. It's okay. It doesn't matter if you're first or second or third. Everybody's a winner. As long as you try your hardest, you're already won. Now, that may sound good when you're like nine. But when you're 25 or 30, around those ages, that doesn't really apply. You're not going to go to your boss saying like, you know what? I deserve to have your position. Okay, why do you deserve it? Because I think everybody's a winner. They're going to look at you stupid as hell and throw your ass out. And you're not going to have a piss. Wait, what? I just messed up my, the frame. I popped the piss in the window and throw it out. I just butchered that saying. But you get my point. The point I'm trying to make is somewhere happened along the line where people think that, I don't know, that you're supposed to be giving something just because you want it, but that's not how life is. Or you don't, you, people think that you don't have to try hard to get something just because, you know, like I mentioned, Everybody's a winner, right? So I go by like, you know, I observe a lot of things, right? And I go by a lot of psychological thinking. So psychologically, you know, ever since the concept of not getting rewarded, right, for your stuff. Like when I was growing up, I was in a lot of, I was in spelling bees. I was in math conversations. You know, of course I did the field days, but I was, I was in math clubs. I did a lot of stuff where it was like, who is going to be the best? You're competing to be the best no matter what. Sure, you may lose, but the drive, that's what I grew up doing. I don't know what these this new generation is doing, if they even have competitions like that. Like at my elementary school, I still have like trophies right now for like math competitions at my at my dad's house. I still have that. I grew up on that type of stuff where I would, you know, you're rewarded, you know, for how good you are in whatever you do, how hard you work. Like, I grew up on that. But now, everybody wants to be soft on everybody nowadays. But not to sound long-winded, I saw this article, right? And it's about the Razzies. Now, for those that don't know the Razzies, it's basically an award show where they recognize uh, the worst performances, uh, whether movies, not TV. I think it's No, it's just movies. Basically, the Razzies Awards, the worst in movies and what came out the year of film and like all that. Just basically the worst. Just think of like, you know, you know, the Oscars for shitty movies. That's basically what the Razzies are. So anyway, I'm looking at this article. Right. And it says Razzies apologize. Here we go with that soft shit. Razzies apologized for nominating 12-year-old actor introduced age limit for nominations. Now, time out. 
You want to introduce an age limit for nominations when you don't want to recognize that a little girl is terrible at acting. But you have no problem awarding nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds for Oscars. So what's the difference? Right? If you're going to be rewarded for something, you should be rewarded. If you're not good at something, don't put restrictions on them because you don't want to hurt their feelings. So, yeah. So reading here. So so it's, uh, let me see where the name is. So it was from a movie from Firestarter. It says, a young girl tries to understand how she mysteriously gained the power to set things on fire with her mind. It said Zac Efron was nominated. And then they said, um, I don't know what her name is. They didn't say her name. Oh, here we go. Ryan Kira Armstrong. That's that's her name. She was nominated for a worst actress, right? And then everybody, of course, is, is, is pissed off. They're saying the Razzies are already mean-spirited in classes, but to nominate a kid is just repulsive and wrong. Why put a kid at risk of increased bullying or worse, be better? No shit, the Razzies are classes. They're, they're nominated. You want to know how I know the Razzies was on some, you know, straight cutthroat shit? Holly Berry, uh, who I think, she, yeah, she won an Oscar, right? Like an 0102. Like literally a few years later, she won a Razzie. And I think she was like the only person, I think, to like get an acceptance speech. I think she was like the only person to have an acceptance speech for an Oscar and a Razzie. Like as a joke. Like that's funny. Like she knows like, but that's why I like those. Like if you do great, you know, have your praise. But if you do bad, learn from it and move on. People always want to, you know, be too serious about certain shit like all the time. Everybody always want to think their people are being bullied and... Oh, we got to you know, coddle them and make sure that they're not hurting the world. Well, to be honest, you have to teach a kid the harsh realities of the world. I'm not saying force them to grow up too fast, but you got to let them know the hard, the hard lessons so they can have like an easier, you know, trail along the way. They can have an easy drive, you know, get, as they get older. So they can be like, oh, I learned from this in the past. I won't do it again. But this soft generation of parents, I don't know who's raising these little kids, Thinking that, oh, that's terrible. You shouldn't nominate this, blah, blah, blah. It's crippling them in a way. But I don't want to get too dramatic about this because this is not my main. I just want to like throw something quick because uh, tomorrow I, I might uh, do a little something special. Uh, I won't tell you exactly what it is, but it's definitely... I'm, it's definitely something for the books. So this is just like a quick little run through that I'm doing. I'll be out. But what I really want to grasp is, is mediocrity being praised now? Have, have we lost like that competitive drive that we were taught when we were younger that we, you know, what we grew up on? You know, all the, like the field days. That's why I mentioned the field days. That's why I mentioned all these these spelling bees. Like what? So so what? Spelling bees are going to be participation now? Spelling bees, you're going to win participation medals for spelling bees now? Am I making sense? This is what happens when you soften a generation of like not becoming strong, you know, well-rounded 
competitive individuals. Now, when I say competitive, I don't mean like everybody's just going to like, you know, go at each other's throats and like try to, you know, embarrass a person or, or ridicule them and make them feel like they're not worth nothing. I mean, like competitive as in having the determination of being the best or trying to get to the top, even if you may fall on your face sometimes. That drive, that's what I mean about the competitiveness. That's gone a lot. You don't see that a lot. But it could also deal with also multitude of factors. Like, do we pressure our kids to be too perfect? I'll flip it. Yeah, I'll, I'll flip it. Yeah, I'll flip, I'll flip the question. Because, yeah, you could say, oh, well, maybe we're too hard on our kids. I think people choose... Like, what to say or do to their kids, depending on how they was raised, I think. Because the way I was raised, yeah, uh, I might have been, because I was just talking to my dad about something. He was saying, like, oh, maybe fear is a good thing. But if I'm scared of, like, something, you'll ridicule me for being scary. So it's like... Do you want me to have fear or do you not? Do you want our kids to be perfect or do you want them to have a little bit of... You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's one of those things, I think. Kind of reminds me of that scene where... uh, What was it? The first Incredibles where uh, Bob and Helen were getting at it with each other uh, by them coming late. Then it shifted over to Dash... Um, being his graduation and him not being able to express himself because, you know, they have powers and all that and they can't show, you know, their true self. And then, you know, Bob kind of having like his midlife crisis saying like, you know, it's not a graduation. He's moving from the fourth grade to the fifth grade. It's like, it's psychotic. They create new ways of celebrating mediocrity, but then when somebody's exceptional, then it kind of cuts off. That's what it reminds me of. They literally are finding different ways to celebrate mediocrity because people that are different and out of the ordinary is a threat to most people. So they find different ways to kind of, you know, sedate them, which falls on to the next question. Do people diagnose those that are extraordinary? Do they try to quiet them down? I'll tell you a story. When I was a kid, um, I think my parents were speaking to some uh, authoritarian from the school or something, discussing, I guess, my uh, behavior in a way. Because in school, I was, you know, in elementary school, I mean, you know, I was always like, you know, one of the smart kids, you know, I, you know, I was very bright. Like I said, I was always a person that wanted to know everything in the world type of person. But they said that, and I think I might be, they said, I, I don't, I don't want to speak this on me too, but there is a possibility that I could have been like a slightly aspy in a way, a little aspy, a little on the spectrum. I'm not sure. But they said I could have been one of the, like they didn't say it, but they pretty much 
like said the characteristics or whatever. Like I was, you know, well-rounded, this, that, and the third is very smart, bright, but I didn't really interact with a lot of kids. I wasn't, but just to summarize it, they basically said I wasn't all the way, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't like the, 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 the conformist of who I was around. I mean, I always said that, like, all through my schooling, I never did act like peers my age. And in the beginning, I thought something was wrong with me. I'm thinking, like, does nobody think like me? Then I had to realize, oh, yeah, maybe it is true. Maybe my way of thinking is different from them. Then, then again, it could be how I was raised. It could be how people see the world in a way. Because a lot of things from childhood can, you know, change a person's perception. That's why, you know, a lot of these reality TV shows, you see a lot of grown adults have a lot of issues with their parents. A lot of unhealed child wounds. But if they do the bare minimum of just raising kids, doing doing the bare minimum of raising kids and then being called an exceptional father or mother, no, you just did the bare minimum. But that's not being... Like, you forget... Like they do the the job that you, they're supposed to do as parents, but they forget about the you know physical, mental, emotional abuse. They forget about you know all the lack of motivation in the house, uh, not letting them express who they truly are because of whatever hidden jealousy that you may have for your child. Because there's a lot of parents that are jealous of their kids. There's a lot of parents that are jealous of their kids. They know that they're extraordinary, and they know that they. Could be a little bit better than their parents, but they let them, they choose for them to not be that. So they say things and do things to them to make them stoop them down. And it happens a lot, especially in like, you know, around the millennial Gen Z generation. It's like stories of when it comes to parents are very dissimilar because you got to think most of the parents, most of our parents is probably some maybe like a little bit on the boomer side, but most of our parents is. You know, Gen X, you know, they were the generation that didn't really have their parents around because they were working a lot. So that generation pretty much had to grow up on their own, which makes sense. How are you going to tell somebody how to act when they pretty much raised themselves? Or they're so quick and defensive to say, don't be my parent. Because their parents wasn't around. Their parents wasn't there to let them know, hey, do this, do that. We never let our kids, you know, express themselves because we're afraid of what they might become. Or what society may deem them as. Thus, you know, the mediocrity stuff, like just doing the bare minimum is automatically praised, whereas... If they want to do extraordinary stuff, that's always frowned upon. Because when someone does something different from what's considered the norm, they're considered a threat. But I find that interesting that, you know, most parents, certain certain parents would want their kids to be above. But Especially in the BIPOC community. 
they pretty much make us like in other communities you know they they give their kids like a certain trust they make sure that uh if they go to college they make sure that they're not just struggling and they make sure the money's right et cetera et cetera even if they don't go to college they still make sure their money's right that they're financially secure in our community it's like year to eighteen school or work if not you gotta get out that mentality that I think is another sign of mediocrity. We'd rather just make it or think that we're making it instead of just continuing legacy. We're all about getting through the day type of mindset, which in my way is kind of like mediocrity being praised. That's why we never can keep stuff within the family. Everybody always wants to go against each other. But that's that's like an other side factor. The main focus is we got to learn how to be extraordinary individuals. Push limits. As humans, we're not meant to just do one thing for the rest of our life. We're not meant to do not meant to sit around in a cubicle on a, you know, for eight to 10 hours. Making some other company or some other person rich. Got to move to the beat of our own drum. Set our own goals, set our own patterns. Follow our own path. Got to make our own moves. And learn that it's okay that if your child wants to do something that you may think is odd or different. Let them do that. If not, they're going to be, you know, they're going to regret it for the rest of their lives. Thinking like, damn, I wonder why I didn't do this. Oh, wait, I remember because my parents said it was stupid or it was gay or it was this, that, and the third. That can cripple a a child forever. Because you know what's going to happen? They're going to pass it to their next child and so on and so forth. And now let's talk about bullying, this and that. First of all, nobody knows nothing about bullying. The generation I grew up with bullying, if you was getting bullied, you had to fight back, whether physically or verbally or mentally, something. You don't, my generation didn't grow up going to the computer crying and bitching and moaning about we were getting hurt and and abused or whatever. We didn't do that. You fight back with your fist or fight back with your mouth. It was one of the, it was one of, it was one of the two. That was the only way you get your respect. Your new generation wants to always complain and whine about everything. But you got to think, who did they grow up complaining, whining, and moaning? The parents. So every, everything, a lot of problems always start back to the household, which is ironically a cube. Kind of ironic. Because in a way, they're kind of boxed in. Just like in certain jobs, how it's always in a square format, you're boxed in to do this one thing. But yeah, just something real quick. I didn't want to be long-winded. That's not my main focus was for this week. Tomorrow, I'll really have something for y'all, though. It'll, It'll be really good. I know that for a fact.
is gonna be something. But uh, like I said, appreciate y'all. Like I said, always showing support. You know, always. Uh, oh, so good news. Okay, so I figured it out. So if you want to make donations on the twentieth, is when I should do donations. If y'all like, y'all can just do anything. I don't care if it's. You know, fifty cents a dollar, two dollars, five dollars. I don't care. You know, just show my support. You know, that's all. Really, I, ain't, I'm not that type of person. That's just like you know, I'm not a greedy individual. I'm not like that. But if y'all like, if y'all want to, please, you know, show your support. Uh, if you're new, like I said, Spotify, Anchor, Apple. About to go to iHeart. Working my way there. If you're not new, continue to share. Continue to like. Continue to post. Continue to do all those things because I'm going to keep delivering, as y'all may know. And I'm always willing to spread them gems. I'm gone. Peace.